Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com before history is written it's played before it's frozen in time it's fought one shift at a time before it's etched in silver it's carved in ice what happens next will last forever the Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad... To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad... To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Pittsburgh Steeler fans, welcome back to Steelers Touch Down Under. I'm Matt Peverell and I'm joined by my co-host as always, Mark Davison. Well, not as always. You're back this week after having a week off. How's it feeling? That feels great. And I, I just always admire how you say Steelers Touch Down Under. I, I never get to say it. So there we are. I'm on record now. <laughs> from next week, Mark, you can do the intros. You can do the intros. Ah, no, mate. No, you, mate, you've got it. You do a great job. Uh, you're all over it. And I'm just here to, to talk Steelers and to have a bit of fun. It's, it's all, this is pretty much Maddie's show. Maddie's the one hosting it every week. <laughs> well, you'll have your turn when I have a couple of, a couple of yeah, weeks off coming right. up in the next couple of months. So, uh, with a few things, Mark, seeing the slang, it's been different the last fortnight as well. You know, it's. I've been able to try phrases with the guys. We able. We're able to do a bit of Aussie trivia. Jeffrey sneaked in the fact that he'd watch a bunch of children's programs that were Aussie because he had an Aussie channel. So I don't know. I don't call that cheating. I call that extra education. But how good was that round that round the twist? And that was a really really weird TV show. There was <laughs> so one. Weird. There was one that there was like a, a a fox that was hanging upside down in the in like an outhouse or a. Um, you know, the, the Golden Throne kind of thing. That show was super strange, and there's probably a reason we shouldn't have watched it. <laughs> but here we are. Um, 100%, yeah. Down under. Um, Down under. Into, oh, mate. I'm going to go into mine straight away, Matty, but I'm, I'm, I'll make it quick because we do want to get some questions. So Yeah, that's it. Yep. I, mine this week is really short and simple, and I didn't – I should have brought up ages ago, but it's um, Schnitty. You know what a schnitty is, don't you? A schnitty? Yeah, of course yeah, I know what a schnitty is. Yeah, oh, like, palmy? What about a palmy? 
Yeah, palmy or we have, uh, you know, in Australia, we have like uh, chicken schnitzel. Uh, we go to dinner, we have that. And when you go to the pub, you're thinking, oh, what am I going to eat? And you sometimes you don't even need a menu. You just go, I just want to get a schnitty because every every pub has that. Um, when I was in America, I couldn't find one place. So, excuse me, guys. So if I'm, yeah, any Australian goes to a pub, it's it's it's, it's schnitty. So I pronounce it like S-C-H-I-T-T-Y. But it's just, a, it's just a chicken schnitzel like what you guys would get uh, when you go to like an Italian like restaurant. You have like the, the cheese, the uh, tomato sauce, the chicken and the salad. But we, yeah, it's a classic, classic pub um, food that I thought we haven't brought up yet. What's what's yours this week, Matty? Can you, is well, it we'll a food related? Tell them what a palmy is as well. Tell them what a palmy is. It's well, a build on the, a shitty. Yeah, it's like the it's schnitzel with the sauce and cheese on top. Yeah, tomato um, and, sauce, and then the... you might get ham, you might get pineapple. You can pretty much do whatever you want, but it's a classic. It's, it's just, it's just if you're hungry and you don't know what to get, just grab a schnitty. And with the Parmigiana ones, that's what we're talking by chicken uh, parmi there, chicken Parmigiana. It's like the Neapolitan sauce, the Italian Neapolitan sauce. And then some pubs will have extra, so they'll put like chili on it, so it's like really hot. Or they'll put like um, you can get a Hawaiian parmi. I make them at home all the time. Because I'm celiac, so I gotta I gotta crumb my own chicken with like corn flour and stuff like that. But you put like a Hawaiian one is like the the Neapolitan sauce, and then you have pineapple, you have ham and cheese over the top. It's beautiful. You know, my flatmate once, Mark, made a, a before I moved in with my partner, my my fiance, he made one that had the a chicken parmi sandwich, and the bread was garlic bread. Yeah, that's that's heavy. That's a <laughs> that's, that's a big meal. That's a wow. big meal. <laughs> um <laughs> so my my slang word for this week it's 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 a bit more NFL general related but Dak Prescott signed a massive deal this week and I thought ah it's a good one Dax Dax so we call trousers over here we call them we call them Dax right so you know there's a game that some teenage boys I guess like to play in high school where they go around and like try and you know pull the shorts down someone else to you know expose them in the playground or whatever they used to call that dacking someone um you know equally sweatpants we call them trucky ducks so you might merging tracksuit pants with, with yeah. ducks there and you get trucky ducks so um yeah so i just thought this week with ducks that i'd uh i'd have a look at duck yeah is that how you spell trucky ducks is it like what who you know what every time i do this segment who, <laughs> who are we i know i know you make what? we sound like we're what? off with the fairies mate Kind of people say tracky dacks for, or do they call them long johns too? Like for sweatpants? Nah, long johns are like the thermals, aren't they? Uh, okay, still though, like tracky dacks for for sweatpants. Who? Where are we from? Are we from this planet? Like it's unbelievable. <laughs> Some of the words that we can come up with because we're so lazy. Yeah, just go and grab your tracky dacks, mate. You'll be right, mate. Like what? What is going on? <laughs> uh, it's a classic, <laughs> mate. <laughs> It's a classic. But look, let's move on to the next segment. So as we said, we want to get a bunch of questions in. So get ready to fire away on those. But before we just quickly before we get into that, Mark, drafts coming up. As you said to me before we went on air, it seems that everyone's got a different person that they want to pick. You know, what are you, how are you feeling about the draft coming up? We know that Steel's got a compensatory pick in the fourth round this week. That was confirmed. Yeah, hey, I wanted to get your thoughts because we've missed you the last couple of weeks. Basically, I'm still on the same train. I just want to see someone with the O-line. And, and, and re another reason being, fix the O-line up. Um, and I really want to try and watch the O-line this year because of what Dotson said 
um, you know, in that interview uh, with NFL.com. I want to see how they can be mauls up front and see what they can do. So, yeah, we might have who's – is Al going to be there? Do we have Dotson? Who's in the centre? Do we have De Castro? And who would be our right tackle? Will it be Zach Banner? So those five guys, if we get – if we get um, yeah, another O-line guy, who can be that depth guy? Who's going to provide that, that up-front grunt? I think that's what we need. So Thaddeus, Thaddeus asks, "What does shut your gob mean in the live chat?" <laughs> I read, I read that while I was talking. I'm like, Manny, what are you doing? Isn't that's that what I mean, and that's why, I, that's why I brought it up, <laughs> Thaddeus. We're not saying to you to shut your mouth. That's what the, that's the answer to your question. These, these are our mates, Manny. What are you? Don't be yelling at them. Uh, what a classic. So just, yeah, we just wanted to confirm that is we didn't mean that directly at you. That's that's literally what shut your gob, tells you to shut your gob means. <laughs> oh, that's probably one of the best things I've ever seen. Yeah, but I, I reckon, okay, I don't know who was going to be on the O-line, but I think someone's going to be there um, for the next, whoever the, um, uh, this is the, here's another question though. So are we drafting this O-line for Ben or uh, a guy who can play the future you know, QB, who are these players in this draft? Is it for Ben or is it for someone else? What do you reckon? Mark, that is a great question. And I think it's one that we definitely need to address deeper as we go on. And perhaps we even get, you know, we get one of the other BTSC guys on to get their thoughts about this one. But it's it's such a great question because you look at what Dotson does, for example, in that O-line and the power that he provides in that game and how different that is from the, the rest of the Steelers' O-line. And the Steelers' O-line that was put together for a Le'Veon Bell and a Ben Roethlisberger, very pass protection focused. You then look at what a, cat, a Matt Canada offense look, looks like and whether you want more power or agility in that blocking game. And I think this is one of those things that we're not really going to truly know the answer for several years in terms of bringing, what Big ben, bringing Big Ben back for 2021 and what that meant to the Steelers. Because... As you say, if they draft a bunch of pass protection guys, well, great. That helps Ben in 2021. And obviously, we need to be all in on trying to win a Super Bowl, and particularly in Ben's last year. But equally, where does that set that franchise up, you know, going forward? And so if you are going to pick O-line with a few top picks in this draft, you want to pick guys that are melding to Canada's offense that will still protect Ben this year, but that, as you say, they, they can support that future quarterback. We know the quarterback position is changing. There are very few, they, they, you know, teams are not going to be drafting high quarterbacks from now on that don't have a mobility game. So if you're purely going to be pass protecting at, in the offensive line, you may have problems getting picked up, you know, with a high round in the NFL if you're an offensive lineman coming through. So this is a fantastic question, Mark. Um, and I don't, th- as I say, I don't think it's one we're going to really understand until, until. Are you there, Maddie? Like oh, Maddie might be having his uh, his, his dog bark and yelling yelling for a, for a treat or two, or talking talking about the dealers. <laughs> Sorry, he ran into the room there, and he's uh, it was quite loud through that microphone. So yeah, but what I was saying is that we don't necessarily know what like what what that's going to be. So yeah, it's going to be very interesting to see. That's a really great question, Mark. Well, we're still stuck in that very similar thing to this whole show. We're still stuck in that transition period of like are we going to be mediocre are we going for super bowl what are we going to do for this year and a lot of it does rely on big ben and who we're going to draft for big ben um or in the future what qb will come in and, and what's our 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 identity going to be for the next 
two to five years. It's very, it's very uh, interesting to, to say the least. That's it. That's it. But Mark, there was also a question that was brought up on the on the Scobro show last week. Of what position would you be furious with if the Steelers, you know, didn't d- drafted that player? Is there a particular player that you'd be upset with if the Steelers drafted or a position? Um, you know what? The, the the probably the biggest thing I would say would, would maybe be a receiver going by reaching that high uh, in the first round, possibly. Uh, maybe you could find a receiver in, in in the back end or someone like that, someone like a skilled player. I, I think at this time in need at the moment, we do need those grunt guys that to set the standard. I think with Big Ben at quarterback, we don't overly need a receiver um, in the next, you know, three, three, five years once Big Ben is gone. So we need someone to solidify that O-line, get that ready, or you need someone who's going to be on the defense um, who's going to help out TJ and help those guys out and really help out Bush. So I think if they were to stretch and get a receiver, um, what's what's the overall overall point? Because that's it's one it's only one little part of the game, but you've got to fix that O line, which 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 you know it says everything for everything else. Um, what who who, do you, who did you say last week on uh, with Dave? Yeah, so this was on the Scobro show, and I didn't. I was listening to that. I didn't get to listen to that live, but I said, I said quarterback. I don't want to see a quarterback drafted number twenty-four because there's none of the top quarterbacks are going to fall that 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 far, you know. And if Justin Fields is falling at twenty-four, then that tells you that he's probably not worth that first-round draft pick. I look at Mike Siragano there, and he and he sort of says corner round one, and this is a really interesting question because what if JC Horn, who's apparently the top, you know, a top three or four quarter cornerback in this, in this draft or a Greg, Greg Newsom, you know, who ran a really fast time. I think it was a four, three, eight 40 the other day um, unofficial, you know, what if they're sitting there in round one, but equally, if you're bringing back Hayden, you know, which, which they should. And I like the way that, the, that we've talked about the role that he can move into you you restructure um or ex, you know look at ex, extension from for Nelson and you bring back a Sutton we can't afford a round one on a corner if we have to cut Hayden to keep people and I don't think they do but in a world where they did and you don't bring back Sutton or Hilton well you know what a, a, a round one quality corner fine but I just don't think the the top four or five corners will actually make it at the 24th pick. But I, but I like the insight there in terms of, you know, we know that the Steelers struggle to draft a corner in round one. Um, so, look, I think people are asking the question, so let's move full into them now. Thaddeus on the YouTube side says, Mark and Matty, if you were the GM, could you justify cutting Hayden to re-sign Dupree? I think so because the defense really went downhill when he was injured. Just, just quickly on that, I would say, you know, I love Hayden. I think he's a great story. Um, but I think if you were if you were to have Bud and TJ again, that's that's a defense that is so hard to handle and to and to game plan for. So if they in a in a fantasy world where we had both those guys, you know we we just have some good corners. But if you have the two positions on the outside rushing the quarterback, it's 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 not game over, but it's pretty close, and it's very hard for that offense um, to move the ball. And they're under pressure all day. And you know that TJ is ready this year. He is going to come out swinging. And if Bud were on the team and they all they all bought in, then those two fellas would be something like out of the 70s. It, it'd be we'd be in the backfield 100 percent of the time. It, it, it would be scary to watch. And if they're both healthy, it would be awesome. And if you had to sacrifice cutting Hayden, 
then maybe you'd, maybe you'd do it. For me, I, I get the sentiment from Thaddeus, and, and it, it's a hard one to go against, to be honest, um, from my perspective. But where it's not hard is that Hayden offers a lot more in terms of if he's willing to do a bit of different safety um, and different schemes, he's willing to do things in the slot and what have you. Equally, we've got a potentially fantastic player in Alex Highsmith. And yes, the run, his run defense has got to, got to improve there because that's an area where Bud is well advanced compared to Highsmith. Obviously, Bud's athletically on the and the numbers that he put up when he was going through the combine are very, you know, we're ahead of Highsmith as well. But you could go in and draft over the next couple of years an outside linebacker that, you know, has that run defense. You can move guys around. I mean, that's one of the bonuses, for instance, in Zayvon Collins, who's potentially a round one draft pick for the Steelers at linebacker because he can play inside and outside and you could have him crashing down on the run and then you can switch him out with TJ Watt and Highsmith. So I, I, I think... When we look at that, there's a question. And equally, as we've just talked about, and a lot of people bring up in the live chat, the Steelers can't draft a cornerback in round one. So, you know, if we cut Hayden, we're sort of pushed into that position. So, and also it just comes down to money. I just don't think, I think Bud's Bud's 15 plus minimum, probably more like 18 plus. Cutting Hayden's only going to give you seven. We just we just don't have the cap. So as the GM, I sit there, I'm like, well, it's just not possible. What are we, what are we losing to try and get not to get Hayden? Um, we'll bring up Snowman, who's a super chat. It's coming standard. What stealer would shock you if he got cut on the YouTube side? So what stealer would shock you if he got cut? Mark. For, for me, it's uh, Vince Williams. On the, on the he's, he's a free agent this year, isn't he? Or am I completely wrong? No, so he's one year left, but um, oh, he's, okay. he could be a cap casualty because the Steelers could save about four mil if they cut him. So if he's, if, he's, if he is cut, I would be... Very shocked if that's if that's how they, the road they wanted to go down. I was thinking Mike Hilton, but I think he's a, he's on he's on the door. He might leave here and there. Um, but I think if Vince were to go, I think he's another bloke in that locker room that needs to show some of these young guys and 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 show Juju how to be a stealer. There's nothing more nothing funner to, to watch than than uh, Vincenzo William running at the middle and really hammering someone. He's a guy if they got rid of. I think he he's a he's a he's still a presence. He he's been there a long time. If he were a cap casualty, then I think that would that would shock me for sure. Yeah, yeah, interesting. I think this is going to sound really, really different. I think it, the one that would shock me would be Chris Boswell. And the reason I say that is that we've got no one that like Matthew Wright is not an NFL quality kicker from what I've seen, and he's very accurate. But you need to be able to kick fifty plus, right? And maybe he improves through another off season. But you look at the contract. You know, I think they're going to look to to play with Boswell's contract a bit. I think it's a, a restructure potentially for him this year um, to create a bit of cap. Um, but he's an interesting one. He's playing it. It is interesting because he's playing at the, almost the franchise tag or just above. I covered this in war room a couple of weeks ago um, for a kicker, but I don't think the Steelers in this offseason want to be trying to figure out the kicking the kicking position. I think they just want to want solid answers at solid positions. So I actually would say Chris Boswell um, would be the, the surprise for me if they were to cut him. Also, we've got 20 free agents. So the Steelers have kind of – you're going to see less cuts or you than you might have purely because we've got guys that are coming off contracts, so you just don't renew them, you know. Yeah, you, you, can't, cut, you can't cut the wizard. The Wizard of Boz. There's, the Wizard of Boz? Can't cut him. I, I think he, he's a – yeah, you don't want to create another problem, right? That's what, exactly what you just said. You don't just – you know he's good. Yes, he had a bit of ups and downs but like we all do. Uh, there was one game last year that the 
the commentator said he's got 35 in a row and then they you know commentator curse i'm like why did you say that um yeah you don't cut boz um what's our what's our next one from blake here yeah so blake literal on the youtube side says who do you yins want to be our running back next year free agent or draft pick doesn't matter but who do you want behind ben it's a good question. Mark, what are you feeling right now? Because there's a player that you keep throwing out there from the New York yeah. Giants. Look, I just like him, eh? Uh, Wayne Goldman Jr. And I, what I'm about this team is I just like about their heart and if they can fall forward, and Benny Snell didn't do it. Uh, Benny Snell has got to prove to me that you can go more than one yard. He just didn't do it. He's probably better off just bridging his arm out and then coming back. Like, you know, he just didn't do anything with that, that O-line. Um I think I think Connor may go as well. With same with same with Juju. If they get rid of Connor and Juju, then maybe you start fresh and you have someone else in the running back. Use use Samuels, integrate McFarlane more. Uh, I think you've got to bring in a, in a veteran presence. And I did joke about Frank Gore coming in, um, but someone like that. But even even bringing in a guy like Goldman or um, who's the who's the bloke from uh, the Packers, uh, Jones, Aaron Jones. Yeah, bringing in the guy like that, and that's like the new face, and the new new guy is going to be running behind, behind Ben, um, or even go go to the drive. I think this team at the moment needs a new a new spark because we we kind of know how how Connor runs and and what's going to happen. We need something in that backfield to really help this offense um, push the ball forward. So I'd be happy to see to see um, a new guy in there and and just something something. <laughs> I like Javante Williams. My problem with Javante is going to be that I think I don't really believe in drafting a running back in round one. Um, and, it, and, it, and I'll tell you, give an opinion on it there when we bring up the, what I've brought up right now in terms of the live chat, in terms of Master of Puppets point. But, you know, I'm, I'm questioning whether you want to be doing that uh, running back in round one. But I think, and, you know, you go, fine, well, let's wait in round two for Javante. I think Javante will be picked up by the time the Steelers are picking up 55. So this is that conundrum because Najee Harris, if he falls to 24, it's like, do you draft him? Question mark there. And also we might have a good tackle on the board, right? Versus if you wait till 55, Javante's not going to be there. I mean, he's potentially the second best player in this in this draft there in terms of when it comes to the running back position over ever behind Eddie. And so this is this is the question that I think you've got. I wanted to bring up Master of Puppets, who on the YouTube side says, trade the 24th, but stay in the top 40, get an extra second or third. Um, you'd need the extra second there. I advocated some of the trading back for this reason, um, you know, a couple of weeks ago. I did it. I've got a lot of different... Most people on the BTSC contributors and editors side disagree with me on on that point, um, and I do think they'll will stay around that twenty fourth pick. But you, you raise a good point, Master of Puppets, because there's a number of players at key positions, and in, in the second round, you've got potential starters there. Um, it, it, it might be more value. The other thing, though, that it's come to my mind, and, and I did sort of mention this on War Room this w- last week, was around. The, the the first round draft picks are evolving for me in my head because you've got the fifth year option for you for you and I think the idea of this fifth year option where you don't necessarily have to tender a full new contract you get that fifth year without committing long term you don't have to pay the franchise tag that can be really really helpful so I think we've also got to think about that round one what does that offer that if that player is the right person you get five years locked up not four three or two so um that's an interesting piece there for me and that's why i wanted to bring it up whilst it wasn't a question no one you know says assuming qb play will go down after ben for a while should you draft your future bell cow rabi this year even if it meant round one 
again, that's a great question. Um, I, I did say something similar a couple of days ago in the BTC where Slack channel where this is probably the one draft I'd be open to drafting around one running back. You know, if it's an Etienne or a Javante, I don't necessarily think Najee Harris with the offensive line we've got and bringing Big Ben back is going to be right. But you're exactly right, Nolan, you know. Let's lock in a bell cow RB now where they don't have to do everything that can then mature while the O-line gets better as well. And then you draft in the right quarterback or you bring in a veteran or you keep Mason and you play him out through 2022. But at least there you've got that RB that can make plays and you take the pressure off. Or you get a, or you get a quarterback that actually wants to throw play action passes you know, because and that the defense respects because you've got a good running back that can make plays. It's, what about it's you, like Mark? I said, it's like I said to you the other day. We just need. I think this. We need this time. We need. Uh, we need a guy. We need a guy like Saquon Barkley, or we need like that guy who's that. You know, face of the franchise on the offense. Uh, we have Big Ben. We need someone who will make those plays, get the first down, like Le'Veon Bell was. I know they're hard to get. And they're hard to find. But if we were to find someone like that, this would change the direction of this franchise for the next uh, five years. If you have someone who's an outstanding player at running back and we still have Big Ben there. That's it. That's it. Would you draft a tight end or get a cheap veteran not named Jesse James in free agency? Look, if we can, for me, if we can solve the tackle position in the, in the first round and there's a tackle worth getting there, um, you get Javante in round two. I know that questions what I've just said there, but assuming you could, I love, and I've talked about him on War Room two weeks ago, I love Brevin Jordan. Um, it'd be interesting with Ebron in terms of they do similar things, but, I mean, you just go get Brevin Jordan. You will not be looking back. He's, as I've said before, he's one of those guys that, you know, this season we had no first-round draft pick. Three of our draft picks were in the top 32 when they did a redraft at the end of the season. This is one of those sorts of players I could see doing that um, if you went back and did a redraft in five years' time. So I'm open to it. But with so many needs, and this is the thing, it's where do the Steelers feel the best players are available on their boards versus the needs that we've got, you know, and I, and I always believe in drafting best player available, but at the same time, you do have to fill needs to a degree. Tight end is going to be one of those interesting ones. And if you've got Ebron right now, do you go after a blocking tight end? If you do, there's sixth, seventh, even undrafted guys you can get for that. So that's we'll have to see how the Steelers tackle that one, Chad. How about you, Mark? Uh, I, I agree with you 100%. I just, like I said, I'm I'm going through you, Matty. Uh, you're my draft. You're my draft expert. So if we bring in someone at tight ends, listen, I just need him to to block, um, get some running lanes open. I really just want to see them, you know, put people on the ground and and just be a big maul and run them over. Yeah, it's awesome to see tight ends have the catch here and there, but I want to see that more physical game. So we can start to, and that's where you wear down the opponents and you wear down the defense. So if that's someone through the draft, 100%, go for them. Um, you know, maybe mold them into the next quarterback or someone like that. But yeah. Um, Moneybags says, and this probably will be us, one of our last questions. Robert Spillane inside in the exclusive rights tender. Does that mean trouble for Vince? Yes and no. They do different things. Um, I think it would be silly not to bring Robert Spillane back. I think you can bring him back at about a mil. Um, or even less. It might even, he was on 850 last year. Um, you know, bring him back. I think Vince is his own piece. Go back, though. If you've got questions about Vince, go check out Jeffrey Benedict um, and Dave Schofield's Steelers Vertex article on Vince Williams. You see that he does do a lot, and he was exposed without Bush last year. Um, 
I think Vince's contract is trouble for Vince, but he's a really spiritual leader in this in this locker room, in this defense. Um, he'd be sorely missed. I'd miss him too. You know what, though? I'd love to see him potentially back. We talk about that run defense and, you know, what Highsmith, you know, potentially he needs to develop there. I'd wouldn't I'd be open to them even giving Vince a go, you know, on run plays, you know, at the outside linebacker position. You know, put him opposite TJ. I think he could do, you know, they could do some really interesting things. So, yeah, I'm I'm open to it. Yeah, I, I agree with as well. I think he's he's one of our our leaders on the team, and he would be like we said before, uh, miss greatly if we didn't have uh, Vincenzo in the middle there. He's he's one of the. You know, it reminds me of like, well, he's under Ferry or one of those kind of blokes. He just, he almost needs to be there for this team, and and it'd be great to see him to see him get um, a Super Bowl or, or or you know just something for, for the bloke. That's it, that's it. And then I think what will be the final question? We'll bring it up from Snowman, and that's O line is deep this year in the draft, so I would draft a running back. Thoughts. Well, yeah, I yeah. think we talked a little bit about there about running back, but um, the O-line is deep, but equally we don't want to be drafting. We don't want to be relying on the third and the fourth round to get the future of the O-line position, or we're gonna. I think we're going to rue the fact that we, we left it that late, if that makes sense. There's going to be some regrets. Um, but definitely round two could be the perfect time. Remember, we drafted Lav Bell in round two. You know, there's other guys we've drafted later on. Yeah, and it does come down the O line because you can draft the you can draft Saquon Barkley, you know, like like the Giants did. But if you don't have the O line or the guys around him, where he doesn't have to do everything on his own and hurdle people to get over the first line of defense, you know, you're gonna have problems if you if you're relying on that. Yeah, he, he got eaten up, didn't he? His first rookie year, he did, he played really well, but it wasn't it was, the team just was trending down at the time. But the thing about it as well is like I saw an article this week and Bucky Brooks was saying from NFL.com, he was basically saying both he and Mayfield are very questionable whether they'll get their fifth. I think Mayfield will get his fifth round option activated. But with Barkley, like do you, do you activate that? Like Saquon's had a bunch of injuries. Like it's expensive at the position now. You know, you can get RBs late. You know, do you really want to pay a big contract to Saquon Barkley? Like, it's just hard being. I think in this game, this physical game of football, it's hard being the running back. Um, you are carrying the the football and the load on your shoulders for the whole team. You're getting roughed up every single play. Um, it, you know, it's it's it wears and tears on their body, and that's why the running backs three or four years is, is their career sometimes, uh, and the great ones have longevity. But it's it's very hard to. You he might go to another team, but I, I it's hard to, to feed these blokes. 30 times a game or 25 times a game and to expect that every single game and every season to, to be the best. Like you look at Derek Henry, but he's built like a, a machine. Um, he's, he's, he's a running fridge basically. So he's hard to stop. But like other guys, if, if they can get knocked up, it's, it's one of the hardest positions that we know um, on the football field. Yeah, that's it. That's it. But look, that wraps up this week's episode of Steelers Touchdown Under. Thank you, Thaddeus. You said it's a great show tonight. Master of Puppets has come back and said it's more than <laughs> they are. Apologize for the rain. It's, it's actually bucketing down. Mark and I are about to face a week of rain, um, which pretty average way to close out the summer and start the autumn down here. But um, but but it is what it is. 
Um, thanks, guys, for joining us as always. For those that have joined live on Facebook and YouTube, for those listening on the audio side that have stuck with us since we started these podcasts, but just before the last year um, when the season started, we appreciate you so much. You make it a show without you. There's, as I said, Mark and I can just give each other a call or go to the pub. We'd much, you know, we ask, we enjoy that. We also enjoy being able to come to you live. Let's go to the pub, Matty. It's only 10.30. Let's go to the pub, get some scanners. <laughs> yeah, that's it, mate. That's it. <laughs> but look, have a great evening wherever you are or have a good day if you're listening back to this on the audio side. We'll catch you next week for the next Steelers Touch Down Under. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai.